This is review season. You're listening to 2SER 107.3. Here on Death of the Reader, it's a rare stop on your murder mystery world tour that gets a double feature. Often, it's to show the stark contrast between two portrayals, sometimes over decades, and the chosen double for this year was Albert Campion. Coming in at 12th for our 2022 recommendations, Cargo of Eagles was the final Campion novel penned by the series creator, Marjorie Allingham, one of the oft-lauded four queens of golden age crime. More spy thriller than mystery, Campion's novels snuck their way onto your murder mystery world tour on account of the legend that the spy detective was originally envisioned as a parody of Dorothy L. Sayers' Lord Peter Whimsey, and also because there are some fantastic novels in the Campion catalogue. The question is, does Cargo of Eagles quite fit fantastic? Finished posthumously for Allingham by her husband, Philip Youngman Carter, Cargo of Eagles follows an aged, but not quite old, campion to the coastal town of Salty, traipsed in a long history of skullduggery. It's actually a young American by the name of Mortimer Kelsey in Campion's employ, who finds himself on the front lines of the unfolding confoundments this once piratical haven has to offer. Their first point of contact... Hector Askew is found dead with a dirge playing from a haunted radio in his hands, and so the cat and mouse game with an absent antagonist begins. Through the decades, Salty has been home to notorious criminals, daring escapes, and fierce rivalries. It's unclear if those rivalries are boiling over, or the town's reputation has brought in a new generation of ne'er-do-wells to confront Campion's informal espionage agency. The town is laden with blunt metaphors centered around the local pub, The Demon, and Mossy, an old man at the establishment who will chew any patron's ear off about the actual demon, or is it a ghost, he saw around the town. Other patrons speak of seemingly simple deaths and disappearances in the town's history that begin to draw the hunger of the press, pinching ever harder on the nerves of generational powers in the town. Morty is almost conscripted into becoming the town's historian, as the various leads direct him to artifacts both proverbially and literally buried in the town's past. Whilst the novel tackles history, the town tackles youth. A large background piece to the novel is the youth culture of the 60s, and it's painfully apparent that it's written with a curmudgeonly navel-gazing that does not fit the leading duo whose eyes we peer through for most of the novel. It's a fun gag when we're visiting Stanislas Oates and reminiscing on Campion's own departed youth, now a father of a man his own age when he started in the franchise. As good as it is with Oates, that also makes it clear the inner voice of the novel is a bit too homogenous, jaded relative to what it claims the young upstarts on those front lines are like. Speaking of Oates, Allingham and Carter take us on a heartfelt tour of Campion's many career-long allies. Many theories have been posed over the years as to where the handover between the pair of authors happened, and you might spot a few odd shifts in the writing as you go, but regardless, it's clear there was a yearning nostalgia as the couple worked on their last novel together. Beyond nostalgia for Campion's decades past, there's also homages to Allingham and Carter's relationship, like our lead woman being named Dido, in reference to Allingham's production of Dido and Aeneas, for which Carter designed the sets not long after they met. Campion himself is a curious case, as he contends both with his age and its constant clashes with his position as crime fiction protagonist. Campion's dalliances with dangerous situations are delightful as his wit and preparation sneak him through doors Morty remains blissfully unaware of. Cleverly, you don't get to see the entirety of Campion's plans until their results spring from the shadows, which pay off surprisingly well considering how close some cards are played to Allingham and Carter's chests. 
Cargo of Eagles isn't quite as embroiled in the tension or momentum of some of the more famous or youthful Campion novels. The thematics and atmosphere don't sing quite as strong, but the pacing still serves the strong beats of the novel incredibly well. You won't find the gargantuan spy fiction characters or country damning schemes, but the push and pull between a sculpted core cast and the crucial moments they inhabit compel the novel to an understated elegance. The scene between the authors is perhaps most obvious in that the ending is crowded by an unnecessary explanation of the howdunit, but given its spy fiction heritage, you'll probably not find it anywhere near as painful as the mathematic textbook of even some very well-regarded locked room mysteries. Cargo of Eagles comes in at 12th on our most recommended list for 2022. It is an undeniably important part of the Campion canon, a heartfelt read reminiscing both on its protagonists' storied careers and its author's decades-long partnership. It's not the most exciting thriller in the collection, or the most intricate mystery, but you'll easily come away satisfied, especially if you are stopping by as part of a tour of Allingham's broader catalogue. You definitely should not start with Cargo of Eagles. Sorry, Lachlan, by the way. But it also teeters on the scales of must-readability if you are taking a slice of the best of the franchise, at the very least because of its contextual significance. That's all for Cargo of Eagles. Stay tuned and get subscribed for our review of Traitor's Purse, the other Campion novel we featured in 22, which is coming in a little higher up the list. This is your Murder Mystery World Tour on 2SER 107.3.